Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 56 of Process to Profitability. Today is another solo episode and I am chatting with you about conducting a website self-audit. I wanted to talk about this subject because I think it is so important that each of us takes time every once in a while to look over our website and make sure that it's really working and supporting our business. It's easy to get caught up in everything else we have to do as a business owner and leave our website to the last minute or to not update it at all, even though we know we should. That's why I have created this self-audit outline that you guys can follow to make sure that you have something that makes it easy for you to look at your website and go over it every once in a while and just make sure that it's actually serving your business in the best way possible. Most of the things I'm talking about here won't be big changes that need to be made, but small pivots that can help increase the traction that you're seeing from your website and really get you the results that you're looking for so that your business can grow and that you can spend more time doing the things that you love. Make sure you tune in today and then check out the show notes for a lot more detailed information about all of this where I'm going to be writing all of it out in blog post style so that you can see it all written down. Anytime you're doing a website self-audit, I want to make sure you're starting from the right place. And that doesn't mean that you're looking at how pretty it is or comparing it to other people's websites, but it means that you're starting with your brand. The reason that this is so important is because your website is really just an extension of your brand. It's how you show that off in your online space. And it is the basis of every decision you're going to be making on your website as you design, as you update, as you promote, and it should be the basis of everything you're doing in your business as a whole. And so I'm going to give you a couple of questions to ask when you are evaluating your website. And these are all things that I really recommend you sit down and answer before you jump onto your website, before you jump into doing anything else in your business so that you know what these things are. And if you've already answered these questions, just keep them in a place where you can go back and review them before you start to audit or create or do anything in your business so that you really are just getting in the mindset of what it is that your business is trying to do. When it comes to your brand, there is something special that you have to offer. I know this because I have seen so many creative entrepreneurs, and even when we're in saturated markets, we have something unique to bring to the table. And what that unique thing is, is the why behind our work. If you've ever read Simon Sinek's Start With Why, you know that this is the thing that makes businesses successful. Your why is the big thing behind your business that helps to share what you are passionate about with the people that are going to work with you. It helps you to do so much in your business. And although it is easy to think that the most important facet of selling our products or services is the product or service itself or our website or our Instagram, your clients are ultimately attracted to the why the heart behind your work. People don't buy what you do as much as they buy why you do it. 
And that's why it is so important for you to answer this first question, which is what is the why behind your work? Now, you can just answer this at a surface level, but I have talked to so many people who really think that doing the why times five method is so helpful. Ask yourself, what is the why behind your work? And then ask yourself, why? 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 Get deeper into that why so that you can really get to the heart of what it is that you're doing and the reason behind it. When I did this exercise for myself, I sat down and I thought there is no way that I can answer this question five separate times and get any deeper. I thought, you know, there's this surface why and then maybe there's a deeper, one deeper reason, but there's not that much behind it. But when I actually sat down with a pen and a paper and I wrote it out, I realized that I can get deeper and deeper into my business when I'm doing this because there is so much that I have that's unique and I just need a chance to express that. What I want to do is give you more behind this in a separate episode, so make sure you check that out. But that is going to be the guiding force behind everything that you're doing as you audit your website. The second question to ask is, what are your brand's goals? What is it that you want your brand to accomplish in the long term and in the short term? But if you can look at what you want to do, then you can make sure that your website is aligned with helping you get there. The third question is, what mission does your brand seek to accomplish? What is the big thing that you're trying to do that aligns with your whys, that aligns with the values that you have, and how are you going to make that come to life? Your mission is not so much about the product or service you offer, but the heart behind your brand. And that allows you to pivot as you need to because you're not stuck with one thing, but you're really getting into everything that you want to accomplish. The fourth question is what do you want to be known for? This is really helpful when you're writing copy for your website because you need to know what it is that you want to be known for. Do you want to be known for being friendly, for designing really awesome websites? Do you want to be known for a certain type of photography or do you just want to be known for the relationships that you build with your clients? Those are really important things to answer because it's going to guide you as you focus on what is most important to communicate to the people on your website. Then answer question number five, which is, who is your dream client? When I ask this question, this one is going to be all about their demographics. So are they male or female? How old are they? Where do they live? What does their life look like? How much money do they make? It's all of the things that we can see. But then you're going to get deeper in these next three questions. What are their hopes, dreams, and big goals? This is going to help you as you write copy two. How can your brand help them reach those big goals? So what is it about what you do that helps them get to the thing that they want? And then what are three brands they love and why do they love them? This question is more to help you really hone in on your messaging, but also to give you some style to look for as you design your own brand. As I said, we're going to be diving into the heart of your brand in an upcoming episode and I'm going to be really digging into more of these questions and sharing with you what I have learned through doing this work myself. But I want to make sure you are coming to this work, this self audit of your website from a good place. 
And if you can sit down and answer these questions and have them in front of you as you're going through your website, it's really going to help you to make sure that you are targeting the right people, that you're sharing the right information, and that everything really fits with your brand. Once you've done that, the brand work, the heart work, then you're actually going to get into the website design side of things. And again, I've got some great episodes about a lot of these topics coming up. And so this episode is going to be a little bit of an overview and some points to check in on. But if you have not designed one of the pages we're going to be talking about, or you think you need a total overhaul, stick around because in the upcoming months, I've got some great content that's going to be really helpful for you. So the first page you want to look at is your homepage. And this is the most important page of your website because it will be the first impression most people have of you. The goal of your homepage is to communicate who you are, what you do, where a visitor should start on your website, and then inspire them to action. Make their decision about what to do next easy and get them into your content ASAP. This can be a great place to add an appealing opt-in, but you want to make sure that you're not including too much on the homepage or people are going to get distracted. In general, people scroll through the top part of a page and actually look at things, but as your page gets longer and longer, they're no longer paying attention to what's there and they're just skimming or scanning over it or not even scrolling down at all. So make sure that important stuff is right at the top. On your homepage, make sure to update the images to reflect your work and your brand's style. Then make sure your navigation is simple and easy to use. On the top of your website, you should have a main navigation that just has four or five pages that are the most important things for people to do. And then everything else can be linked within your website so that you can create a journey for them. You want to make sure that your mission is clear right up front. Tell people what you do and who you do it for as soon as they land on your website so they know if they're in the right place or not. And then make sure your copy is focusing on the benefits of working with you. While you want to make sure that you know what your dream client's problem is or what they're struggling with, they really want to know how you can benefit them and what change is going to happen when they work with you. The next page to look at is your about page. And your about page isn't really about you at all. It's about your dream client. People are going to check out this page before they decide to invest time or money into your business. And it's often one of the most visited pages on your website. Your visitors want to know what you can do for them right now. If you have an online business, whether you're supporting it through a blog or not, you need a solid about page that's easy to find and targeted to your dream client. What I really want to emphasize here is that we are no longer in the age where you have a blog and you are just sharing blog posts about your life and your projects and your family and your about page is about you. When you have a business, your about page is a chance to really let your dream clients know that you understand them and what they're struggling with and that you can help them. So make sure to introduce them to who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Share your mission in a way that's personal to you. Include a headshot with you looking at the camera and smiling. And I know how hard it is when you don't want your face on your website, but it is so important. Then make sure you share your story, your values, your team members, etc., to let people get to know your brand. This is an about page after all, and so people do want to learn a little bit about you when they're here. 
You also want to make sure that you use testimonials here and on your homepage and throughout to just give people a chance to see what others are saying about you. It speaks so much louder when somebody else is giving the words to what it is that you are doing. And this is a great place to feature places that you've guest posted, been a speaker, or been interviewed on a podcast. The next page you want to audit on your website is your services page. And this is probably going to be your most content-heavy page because you want to share a lot of information. But you can improve the design by removing distractions such as a call to action in your banner image, breaking your content into smaller chunks, and making it easy to get in touch with you. On this page, you want to make sure you're clear about what you offer, that you focus on the benefits, show off your best work, and then encourage people to get in contact with you or whatever the next step is. From there, you're going to want to evaluate your portfolio, especially if you have a visual service. Your portfolio is a great way to show off what you do and connect with your dream client. It's important that you use this page to show the type of work that you want to be known for because not every project needs to be included here. If you have lots of items to share, consider creating sections based on style or event type so visitors can easily find what you're looking for. You can go through and weed out projects that are no longer relevant, don't fit your style, or just don't show off your work to the best of its ability and create easy to navigate categories or case studies so that people can really dig into what you offer. The next thing you want to evaluate is your testimonials. Now this can be a separate testimonials page or these can be used throughout your website, but you want to show off your feedback from clients, anywhere that you have been featured, awards and accolades you've received, and you want these to focus on the transformation Include a headshot of your client if you can, and then use the quotes that are relevant to your service. When you're auditing your website, it's also a great time to go back to previous clients if they are still working with you or if they're seeing more results from your service and get an updated testimonial that reflects what it is that they have seen long-term after working with you. Do you know what your dream clients see when they come to your website? The only way to figure out how your dream clients are using your website and what makes them leave is to ask them. I've created a special UX test guide that you can get at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Inside, you'll learn how to structure a user experience test to get the best results, 18 questions to help you really see your website through their eyes, and my favorite way to find dream clients to help you. You need to look at every stage of your client's journey from landing on your website to completing the final goal through their eyes so that you know what to change right now to start converting more visitors into clients. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com slash UX test. Your next page is your blog. So this is so much more than simply sharing images or talking about your work. It's where you can start to educate your clients and give them a behind the scenes sneak peek into what you do. My tips here are to create categories so your content is easy to navigate. It also helps with SEO when you label things because it gives you more of that SEO juice and keywords. Then make sure you use links within your posts to related content. This is gonna help people navigate through your website, it's going to keep them on your website longer, and it will benefit them because they can get deeper into a topic that they're interested in. Make sure you visit and update old content. This is really important because sometimes our blog posts get out of date, especially if we are talking about subjects that change quickly. And then create a plan to continue to share your content as you create it. 
Many of us only share our content once or twice as soon as it launches, but you can reuse this content and share it over and over again because there are lots of people who didn't see it the first time. The next page is your contact page, and I consider this one of the most important pages because this should be your ultimate goal of your website, getting people to get in touch with you. So it's important that your contact page sets you up for success. Use a form on your contact page that collects the information you need from most people, and then have a professional email address on your contact page for anybody who doesn't want to fill out that form, whether they want to ask you a question, say hi, make a recommendation, start a collaboration, whatever it is, some people don't wanna fill out that form, and so if you have your email address, that is a great way to give them another option of getting in touch with you. I also recommend that you include office hours or an expected response time and consider an autoresponder so that people hear from you right away about what to expect for the next steps. And the last page I'm going to talk about here is one that a lot of us really don't enjoy and that is the policies page. As a business, you're legally required to have a terms and conditions and a privacy policy on your website, especially if you're selling services, products, or if you're collecting email addresses. Not doing so can equal big potential trouble like stolen content or hefty fines. If you have heard about the GDPR regulations, you know that a privacy policy is even more important now because the European Union has put in place some more regulations about how we collect data and how we use that. Now, I'm not going to be addressing that in this episode, but I would recommend that you make sure your website has a terms and conditions and a privacy policy that is compliant with the GDPR. And I really like to use the contract shop from Christina Scalera. She has just updated her policies so that the document template that she has is all GDPR compliant and she actually has a whole bundle that can help you get ready for this if you think it's going to be something that affects your business. So make sure you check that out. I'm going to link to it in the show notes so that you can see if that would be a good fit for your business. If you don't want to purchase a template, there are some free policy generators online. Just make sure that you take the time to go through it and make sure that it actually fits your business needs. All right, so we have gone through all of the pages that you need to update when you are auditing your website. And sometimes these aren't updates you need to make. You can just check them off and say, yes, I am doing all of these things successfully. But you want to go through them and just make sure that that is the case so that you know where your website stands and what changes you might need to make. The next thing that you should look at when you are auditing your website is your analytics. And I have a whole episode about understanding analytics and website analytics basics that goes really in depth into this topic. And so I'm going to link to that in the show notes and I recommend that you listen to it. But I'm going to give you the top three analytics that I think you should look at when you are evaluating your website. The first is your traffic sources. So this tells you where people are coming to your website from and there are a few different locations that you can look at, including organic search, which is people who find you on search engines, referral traffic, which means they're coming from a different website via a link, direct traffic, which means that people are typing in your website directly, and social, so they're coming from a social media platform. You can use all of this information and dig into it further to figure out which 
website is referring you or which social platform people are coming from and even the search engine terms that someone is using to find your website. And all of this can help you know how people find you and referral sources or social media you should be taking advantage of. The second analytic that I recommend that you look at is the top pages. So this tells you the most visited pages of your website. And it's good for helping you focus your efforts on adding calls to actions or other conversion events that you want people to take action on. And it helps you know what people are looking for when they come to your website. If everybody is landing on one page of your website, you know that this is either content that they really want or it's something that you need to make sure is really going to sell what it is you do and how you can help people because this is where people are spending their time. The third analytic that I recommend you look at is the top exit pages. So this is not one you may have heard of before, but it helps so much. So it can tell you which pages people leave your website from most often. And the reason that I think this one is so important is because it's a good starting point for places to add calls to action that keep people on your website longer. When you know which pages people are leaving from or which blog posts or whatever it is, you can go in and see, do I have a call to action on this page? Am I telling people what to do next or is it a dead end? And from there, you can make really simple updates that will hopefully keep people on your website longer or get them to sign up for your email list or get in touch with you, whatever it is that your goal of your website is. It's also helpful for knowing if there's content on your website that isn't popular or relevant that you can update or remove. If everybody lands on a certain blog post and then leaves right away, you know that for some reason when they're getting there, it isn't what they're expecting or it isn't helpful to answer the question that they have. The next thing for you to evaluate is your SEO. And I know that this one can be really intimidating. So I recommend that you check out my episode on finding keywords for your websites and SEO basics to get more in depth. But a quick thing that you can do as you audit your website is to revisit your list of keywords and keyword phrases to make sure that they're all relevant. Google yourself in an incognito window to see what other people see when searching for you and where you rank. So if you Google yourself in your regular window, it's automatically going to put your stuff at the front because it knows who you are, it knows what you've been looking for. If you do it in an incognito window, you would be seeing it just like anybody who is searching for you or your service or your keywords for the very first time. I also recommend that you use a tool called SEM Rush to see what keywords your website ranks for. And I'm gonna link to that in the show notes. And then make sure you update your headlines to include keywords and keyword phrases. You don't have to worry so much about using the exact keyword phrases as just getting the point across. Google is getting smarter and smarter and it understands that people are going to type things in a little bit differently every time. And so what you want to do is just make sure your content has things that are relevant to what people would be searching for. You don't need to pack it with the same keyword phrase over and over again so that it sounds awkward. And the final section of this episode is a couple of bonus tasks. So the first is to make a plan for ongoing maintenance on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly basis. This might sound intimidating, but if you have a plan for what to check in on at those intervals and what updates you might need to make, it's so much easier to actually get it done. If you wanna learn more about this, check out my episode about quarterly maintenance for your website. 
I also really love for people to conduct a UX or a user experience test. If you want more information about this and how to conduct one, make sure you check out my episode on UX, what it is and why it's important. This simple test with somebody can tell you so much about your website, what's working, what isn't, what you might need to change, because the people that are taking a look at your website don't know what they should be seeing and what should happen. You're just getting to watch through somebody else's eyes. And the final task for you guys as a bonus here is to optimize the images throughout your website. Make sure that they are high quality, but they're going to allow your pages to load quickly. And if you have questions about this, check out my episode on choosing and optimizing images for your website. I'm going to link to all of those episodes in the show notes so that it's easy for you to find them and listen in. And of course, they are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and everywhere you can download Process to Profitability. So you can just go through and listen to those after this episode. I know that this was a lot of information, and so I really recommend that you check out the show notes for this episode. I'm going to write it as a blog post that you can go through and see all of the descriptions and all of the pointers that I have shared and make it really easy for you to make these updates on your own website and take a look and see what is working and what isn't and what you might need to make a plan to change. For your three action steps today, I have some that are going to take a little bit more time and some that should be quick. The first is to dig into the why behind your business. Like I said, ask yourself, why do you do what you do? And then dig into that. The why times five method is a really great way to do this, but it does take some time. The second is to look at your website's navigation and make sure that only the most important links are included in the main menu. And third is to make sure that your brand's mission statement is included in some way on your homepage. It doesn't have to be verbatim, the elevator pitch that you share with people, but make sure you're telling people who you are, what you do, and who you serve. I hope that this episode was helpful and that you will check out the show notes to see more of the resources that I've created for you. And make sure you stay tuned and subscribe so that you can get the upcoming episodes that are going to help you design all of these pages and dig into some of these things more in depth. I've got a great lineup of episodes planned about your website, and I know that they can really help you as you design and strategize what you should be focusing on. If you like this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would go and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps people to find the show, and it's not so much about me feeling good about myself as it is about helping other business owners who have a heart to serve find ways that they can get connected with this community and tools and strategies to help them build the business that they have always dreamed of. I would also love it if you listen to this episode on iTunes or on your phone that you would screenshot it and share it with me on Instagram at Lemon and the Sea. I love seeing what you guys are listening to and which episodes are resonating with you. So make sure that you do that. I would love to connect and have a conversation about what has been helpful and what I can do to improve the show. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 